Open Mic is a podcast brought to you by Bethel Express of America. All right, here we go. They're they're getting more enjoyable as time elapses. And it's easy for, I guess it's easy for me because um, all I do is just talk. Um, I don't really know exactly (laughs) what to say. And I'm not sure how the questions are going to be asked. I'm very organic. I'm very uh, impromptu. I'm very all that kind of stuff. And so um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. But anyway, you already know. You already know. He's in the building and in the booth. Andrew the Hero, small age, went. My man. In the finest, 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 finest. Julia, (laughs) my wife. So after all these 35 years in ministry, do you ever think that you will stop being a pastor? Nope. And I think I think there's so many ways to answer that. Kind of like people have asked me, do I ever think I'll ever stop rapping? It's kind of like people won't let me. Not, I'm not complaining, but people won't let me stop rapping. You know, I'll be somewhere and people will ask me, yo, my son is here, my kids are here, and I told them what you were like back in the day. Do something for them. Boom, there you go. You know, I get more... The thing that I get the most from people, for quote unquote, from back in the day, uh, people whose names I haven't thought of or heard of in 20, 30 plus years, or maybe not have, maybe I have not ever met them, are people that um, would say that they grew up listening to my music when they mm-hmm. were little kids, and now I'm a senior pastor, and your music got me through. A and or B, um, people will. Um, would say that they got saved through listening to the music that I do. And then some people would say, you know, you may not remember me, but, and then they'll, you know, they'll tell me, they tell me something and I'll be like, yeah, I remember who, I remember that situation. And so for me, I think it won't ever escape me about rapping. And I don't believe it, any, it will escape me. Oh, and the other thing is in ministry, when people would say, Mike Peace, back in the day when you, you know, did summer day camp with us and used to always tell us this and tell us that. I want you to know, man, I'm a pastor today or I'm a youth pastor today or, you know, I'm running an in, in urban ministry right now. And, you know, like you you were the you were the reason why I even started to do this kind of stuff. And I, I'm like, wow, for real? Like, really? You know, and I'm just bugging um, when I when I get those kinds of messages. And so I think people won't ever let me stop rapping i won't be i'm not complaining and i don't believe people will ever stop allowing me to be a pastor or see me as a pastor because that's that's all i've ever done you know all these years and that's just be that's what i you know i I, i'm not just quote unquote a pastor i pastor people i love people i look out for people and want to raise them up in the, the ways of the lord yeah, I've noticed um, you didn't go into it when you ministered to people to saying, oh, I hope this one becomes a pastor. Are those things that you've uh, discernment mm-hmm. that has showed you that they're going to be met pastors yeah. or that their calling is? Yeah, there's some there's some that, that have grown up that are in ministry today. One started his church, his own church, uh, Bishop Rodney Roberts. He's one of the one of my original one original kids that I ministered to here in the city of Rochester when he was a young boy. You know, I mean, he's in his forties now, but I'm talking 35 years ago when he was a young boy. He wasn't even a teenager yet. You know, well, he was on the on the brink of being a teenager. You know, and and I mean, God uses him in a very powerful way. I'm not credited with you know him being saved. What he credits me with, and he has said this many times, many times publicly, is 
that I was the example that he needed to see from a brother that came from around the way, you know, and was living living hard for Jesus. And he has said that many times in front of hundreds and a couple of times of th- thousands of people. Um, Ronald Sykes, I call him Mio, which is Spanish for my son. He's a senior pastor. His church is growing. I saw something in him as well. And I'm not surprised that God uses him in that way. Um, he's just, he's, he's, He's called. He's anointed and appointed by God. Uh, who else? I mean, I could go down the list. I, I, I mean, I, oh, I mean, I, I. One of my one of one of the leaders, one of my youth leaders, when I in my first ten years youth pastor, uh, she is now um, a youth leader, bringing the word hard. Like twenty five years later, after not being a youth pastor, no, well, that was nineteen ninety nine. That's twenty three years ago, and she's bringing the word now. For the first time, and God is using her greatly. I knew she had it in her back then. It's just a matter of when the Lord says to do it. You know, some kids grew up on our, uh, grow up under our ministry, children's pastors in other churches, uh, the 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 minister the minister of music, the pastor of you know the the worship pastor in their church and stuff. And I saw it then. You know, uh, my first my first son in hip hop, Curtis Minifield. He's uh oh he's doing big things for Jesus and in a Buffalo and in the Western New York area or region. You know, I, I saw those things in them, you know, but you, you know, you never, you never really know until you finally start seeing it in manifestation. And so, I mean, I'm not credited with any of it. I just saw it. You know, I, like I always said, I do my part, whatever role I'm supposed to play in someone's life. I make sure I play that part and don't miss it and make sure that I don't overdo it and everything would be all right. That's, that's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone who has told you they believe they're called into youth ministry or as a pastor? And you said, uh, I don't think so. Uh, duh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have a whole mess of those kind of people. Those names will not be mentioned. Okay. I will names. be in court. All right. Can you give an example? If I mention their names. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know. I know a young lady would, would get after me because she felt like I needed to give her more opportunities to minister, you know, with youth group and stuff like that, or I could have hooked her up to sing a special on Sunday morning. And I was like, no, I think you think I could do something that I'm not convinced that I can do or that I should be doing. You know, they would get all mad with me and everything. And then next thing I know, you know, I see her, you know, cursing and, you know, being all loose and everything. What they say, fast women, you know, kind of on the edge of being a fast woman. And I'm like, man, am I glad I didn't give her any, you know, exposure like that. You know, look what she's turned out like, you know. Um, some people have said to me, well, Mike, maybe she turned away because she did not get a chance. It's like, no, God does not operate that way. No, not at all. God rewards us for faithfulness, diligence, and perseverance. Okay, and if you don't do those things, three things, you should not be in front of people. So, but yeah, oh, I, I have... That that's one in particular that just popped into my head. But I wouldn't I have think, many. But I wouldn't think that you just let her go in her own way. That you offered to help. M- oh yeah, you know, mentor her or in the disciple. Back of, yeah. In the back of my mind, whenever it comes to young people, I have two stories. The first one, um, the first one was I found out that Elvis wanted when he was a kid wanted to sing in a gospel group called the uh, the Blackwood Brothers. They were they were big. I mean. They were big 
as as Christians in the gospel music industry, uh, that they, they they were big even like in the secular world singing about Jesus, right? And he um he auditioned and they said you don't have what it takes to be a Blackwood, be a black in the Blackwood band, you know. And um so he went from having a chance to sing for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to becoming the you know the King of Rock and Roll, you know he could have he wanted to sing for the King who was the Rock that never rolls. Ooh, that a preach right there now. Where's the organ playing? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, and the other one was, um, uh, he used to go. To, I heard a story from a gentleman that was his youth pastor. He, a youth pastor. I was at a youth conf, youth pastor's conference, and he was talking about um, how there was this kid that would come, and he was a little weird, you know. But he was an all right kid, but kind of kept to himself. And he said. He never really spent any time to even say hello to him, barely said hello whenever he would find time to say hello. And then, you know, next thing he knows, you know, this kid, you know, is on stage and there he was ripping up the Bible on stage. And this youth, this youth pastor, this youth pastor said, there you go, Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Manson was, was going to this, this, this youth pastor's youth group back in the day. And he didn't give him any give him any attention. And he said, there he was. And he said he saw with his own eyes Marilyn Manson ripping up a Bible on stage and throwing it in the crowd and telling the kids to stomp on it. You know? And he felt like it was his fault that that was that that that, that was happening. And so those stories stay in the back of my mind. There's no one who's ever been under our leadership. I'm talking about legitimately, not something that they made up. Cause you know, people talk about church hurt and it's kinda like, uh, no. You know, and I'm not saying that we've been perfect or, you know, all that stuff, but we have always been very intentional about making sure that kids knew that we recognized them, noticed them and loved on them in spite of them. And I and and I, I, I'm sounding a little intense because, you know, that it gets serious, you know, to, to see what happened to Elvis Presley, you know, to see what happened with Marilyn Manson, you know, and to think that both of them were at the at the age of the kids that would have been in our youth group and how they did not get the encouragement or support even, and, oh, oh, and not any of those kids were ever rejected by us just because I did not do those things. You know, I was like, man, you need to work on this right here. You need to work on that right there. You know, I'll put you on, but you got to do this, you got to do that. Some have done it. Some had no business doing it in the first place and some weren't called. They thought that they were, but they weren't, you know? Oh, in the same and in the same breath, some of them have said to me, Mike, man, I'm so glad that you told me what you told me back in the day. I would have messed up my life trying to do that kind of stuff. Once I saw how serious it was, Mike, man, I don't have what it I I didn't have it then, I don't have it now to do what I thought I was gonna be doing. So so I've gotten I've gotten it from from every angle. Um, because God would not ever waste a willing heart. So you basically gave godly advice. And a, a godly reality of what you saw through yeah. through the spirit of God. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, um, uh, any thank there's so that you said there's some that have thanked you. Oh yeah, more have come back and thanked me. Ten years, fifteen years later, but that's okay. I, you know, I, it, I'm more concerned that that I did what the Lord would have had me do. A and B that I did it the way He would have had me to do it. That's the most important thing. Um, I heard somebody say, people may not remember what you said or how you did it, but they remember how you made them feel. And and that that's important to me. 
You know, I I want people to remember how I made them feel. It's kind of like like my friend says. He says, Mike, you're like nice nasty. You know. <laughs> 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 so do you have like a checklist that you could have that you have for them that have come to you and saying, how can you hear the voice of God to know that you truly are called? And, and in fact, I'm, I'm bringing that into um, that there are many moments in your life that you go back uh, to confirming your call as a pastor. So, yeah, well, for me, in, in, in every little once in a while, I would get like an amazing experience and it'd be like, whoa, I almost messed that one up. I almost missed that one. You know, um, I, I, um, back when I was wondering if I should even be doing the, the you know, the, the Christian hip hop, you know, at all, you know, when people saying that, you know, your, your music is of the devil and all that other kind of stuff. And I'll never forget when, when um, it would just get a little crazy once and a, and a young lady came up to me and she says, because of you, I'm alive. And I said, really, how so? She began to tell me, you know, that my mother was on the way to the abortion clinic. I have three stories like this, by the way, but my mother was on the way to the abortion clinic and uh, somebody told her to listen to a cassette <laughs> that was cued up to your up to your song about abortion. And my mother decided to not get an abortion because she heard you talk about how abortion was wrong. And, um, and she says, uh, I'm 19 years old. And I just got accepted into law school. And I'm thinking to myself, law school? She says, yeah. I graduated from high school when I was 16. I was like, wow. This is amazing. And that was, it was one of those times where it's like, yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, God has called me and I'm doing it. And even earlier than that, I mean, that was like 1988. Even earlier than that. Um, back in 1985 and 86, and this before I was in the industry, um, I, I I would come across people who would say, you know, young man, I did not understand the word you said, but I heard you say Jesus like three or four times. And every time you said Jesus, it pierced me to my heart. And I want you to know that um, I'm going to take your music, you know, to my grandson, you know, and I mean, I'm like, Wow. I, I, this happened to me in Saginaw, Michigan. That happened to me in nineteen. Uh, happened to me in August of nineteen eighty-five, and in August of nineteen eighty-seven. No, August of nineteen eighty-seven. I'm back in Saginaw, Michigan, doing an, another outreach out there. Um, and uh, a young man comes up to me and he says, "You don't know who you are, but you you know my grandparents." I said, "Who are your grandparents?" Because you know I'm not like. From Saginaw, also like you know, maybe they thought of somebody else. And he began to dis- uh, describe his his grandparents. I was like, "Are you serious?" He says, "Yeah." He says, "Yeah, they're gonna be in a little while. They want to make sure that I, you know, you know, stop to let you know that." I was like, "Man, when your grandparents get, let me know. I got to get them backstage. I got to talk to them." And it was that kind of a situation, you know. And um, it was just one of those things. I mean, because back in '85, I did I did not have a contract. In 87, my first album had come out. So here I am. I went from, you know, what I'm doing is, quote, unquote, the devil's music. Two years later, you know, somebody got snatched out of the devil's hand. You know, that kind of a thing. So, yeah, so I I have so many experiences like that. You know, uh, 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 I think you remember the time. Well, I mean, because by this time, I knew that I was in God's will. But in 1991... When um we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 
and I was ministering at a church service and I was talking about my experiences growing up, you know, and being told that I'm not going to make it and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, there was a young man, um, when the service was over, him and his mother came up. There was a young man, it's in my office right now. Uh, oh, yeah, it's around here somewhere. Uh, and what he did was he drew a picture of that actual moment. He drew it on paper while he was listening to me during the service. And um, and not only that, but he also um, had been set free from a crack addiction from listening to my song about crack. You know, and once again, it's like, yeah, I'm doing what God wants me to do. I'm right smack dab in the middle of the will. And so when you think of that, you have no regrets of being called as a pastor? Nope, no regrets whatsoever. Um, even the things that I went through and all the crazy stuff, so what? You cannot see me, but I'm brushing it off my shoulders as I speak. So what? I remember when uh, you became children's pastor, and a lot of people think that, not children, well, well we, youth, we, we, youth we, we, pastor we, we, yeah. from the industry, and uh, a friend in the music business said, I guess that's a good thing. Oh, 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 that's a different story. The one, oh, yeah. He said, so what are you doing now? I said, I'm a youth pastor. He said, is that good? That's exactly how he said it. I said, well, it's more than just whether or not it's good. I'm smack dab in the center of God's will. So that makes it right and good, yes. Yeah, because a lot of people think that when you become a youth pastor, it's a stepping stone. Right. You know, to a senior pastor. And those I know in your heart, you've never wanted that title or that right. position that you've just always looked for where God wanted you to be and you stayed in that lane. That's right. And no matter what time it takes, and it's 35 years. Yeah. I tell people, know? I did not step, is me doing the kind of ministry was not a step up or a step back. I stepped in to what God wanted me to do. Amen. Amen. And now we will step into our closing, but that was really that powerful, was Mike. I really enjoyed it. And uh, so... Thank you so much for listening again. And I hope you come back. Please don't forget to subscribe and check us out to see where we're updated. And uh, who knows what's coming next? Down the road, it'll be a surprise. Hear that, hero? Got to make it a surprise. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Until then, we love you. Be safe and be blessed. Amen.